powerful collaborations, cutting-edge science, and curious minds coming together for a glimpse of the future. Stay tuned as we look at the latest updates on some of the most promising technology projects. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Peter Ballant. Today, we take another look at the Sparta Project. It's been nine months since the Sparta Project kicked off. As we've previously reported, Sparta is a huge EU-funded project which will define new ways of improving cybersecurity in the European Union. Actually, it's really more of a growing cybersecurity competence network. In the last few episodes, we spoke with a project coordinator as well as various partners who collectively plan on systematically rolling out new ways of doing things to better protect citizens against cyber attacks or cyber theft. And being curious, I reached out to project coordinator Florent Kirchner once again to see what's been done since the kickoff. He pointed me to three very specific Sparta achievements that were recently presented at CyberTech in Rome. Firstly, the Sparta Associates and Friends program has officially launched. This program will build a cybersecurity community of sorts within the EU. The real value in this comes from the two-way communication between the community at large and those responsible for building the roadmap to better computer security. And speaking of roadmaps, Sparta has developed a cybersecurity roadmap which says basically who will do what and when. It's a tool to align people with activity. This is really important when we're talking about cybersecurity because it's a rapidly evolving multidisciplinary topic ranging from technical to behavioral to cultural issues. The stakes are high and the target never stops moving. And finally, the Cybersecurity Act in Europe defines the main requirements for European cybersecurity certification schemes to be developed. Sparta has already provided the underpinnings to support these efforts in making sure that anything computer-related is as safe as possible. So as you can see, just nine months in, and there's already been considerable progress in the Sparta project. But let's go back to the beginning, the kickoff meeting at the beginning of 2019. We had the opportunity to speak with many Sparta partners, including Michael Friedwald from Fraunhofer in Germany. He's working as an ethics officer in Sparta to ensure that ethical, legal, and societal aspects are being considered. It falls under the heading of responsible innovation. It's something we generally don't link with cybersecurity, but let's see how this all comes together. Hi, I'm your host, Peter Ballant. We are in the Technicon mobile studio here outside of France for the Sparta kickoff meeting. Welcome to the studio and tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is uh, Michael Friedewald. I'm from the Fraunhofer Institute for Systems and Innovation Research from Fraunhofer, the biggest uh, research organization in, in uh, Germany, mainly with a technical background. However, our institute is a, well, we sometimes call it the paper institute because we mainly work about technology um, with um, social science, political science, economics background interests, research interests. And so how did you wind up with the Sparta project then? There is a buzzword uh, in the European Union called responsible research and innovation, which means that um, technologies are developed with the interests of the people and um, compatibility with social processes and goals in mind. We've done a a couple of projects in that field and 
my colleague Ralf Lindner, who's here as well, is, is, uh, was responsible for uh, many of these projects. Um, so we were quite uh, visible as, as specialists in the field of responsible research and innovation. And that's how the, um, the project coordinator um, came across us and asked us uh, if we would like to um, cover that aspect in Sparta as well. Okay, so you're responsible for one piece of this project or one? Yeah, it's one, one work package. Uh, it's, it's called Responsible Innovation, uh, Ethical, Legal and Societal um, Aspects of Cybersecurity. So if you're talking to someone on the street, uh, how would you explain that to them, to an average citizen of the EU? It is important that, um, that techno technological innovation do not only take into account the, um, well, the technological problem behind it. So taking something like a functional approach to, to, to the development, but also see first if, if the problem, the technical problem, is also compatible what, what the, the man on the street understands um, is a problem in today's society. Um, then to take care that, uh, that um, the maybe competing interests of, of citizens, citizens' groups um, are taken into account in the development of certain solutions, um, which includes um, also elements like participation of, of civil society, um, uh, the assessment of, of possible impacts that, that solutions could have in other fields, um, and finally um, a check that um, these solutions really are uh, legally compliant. For the civil society, what, what kind of threats are there out there um, for someone? Uh, somebody might say to you, well, you know, I feel pretty secure with my phone and my computer. I have uh, virus protection and everything's okay. What's the big picture? How do you explain that to somebody? Well, um, maybe the core of the problem is that, that um, uh, cybersecurity issues are in most cases quite remote from um, the normal layman's experience. Um, and that is the reason why people act sometimes in a paradoxical way which might be in contrast to, to, the, to the security goals. Well, think about, well, just passwords. Um, though people know that, that passwords are important for the, for the security of their own assets in, in, in the cyberspace, um, well, they are still couch potatoes uh, who like to have some, well, convenient solutions. And... Um, even if technology people say, well, we, we need a great password scheme which enables us, please use 16 digits and, uh, and, and special characters and the likes, people won't do it. So bringing together the, the, well, what we know about how, how people act and what, what they are interested in uh, with what technologists um, would like to do in order to make uh, systems secure. Okay. And from your standpoint, when we look at uh, ethical research, what, what is success for you in this project? Um, maybe should should uh, come back to the, the question, what, what is the typical ethical problem? I think the, the, um, maybe the, the most obvious tension of interests between cybersecurity and, and um, ethical values is probably uh, the one with, with privacy. Um, because normally you have to well, 
collect data on the, on the networks in order to identify if something's going wrong, to, to identify if there is an intrusion in the net. And obviously, data collection is always in, in, the, um, uh, in the position to, uh, to uh, violate uh, people's privacy. And to bring these two fundamental values and, and interests together is, is also one of the, uh, of the central um, goals that we have in, in our work packages in Sparta. So what was your original question on that? <laughs> My question was uh, for your participation in this project, what does success look like? Yeah, um, uh, successful participation um, f in, in Sparta. Um, success for me would be if, if uh, in the end of the, um, of the project, um, uh, we have research groups in the uh, different um, programs in Sparta um, that um, that know of the uh, about the importance of of, uh, of values apart from the functional ones um, that have learned um, to take that into account in a in a systematic way. And that in the end we have solutions um, that I can confidently say about. They are uh, something uh, that I would like to recommend to the people because it, it takes their interests into account. Okay. And not only security, all of them. Is it fair to say that if this project Sparta is successful, then it never really ends because you've implemented methodologies that should go uh, on and on in the future? Yeah, it's, that's that's probably true, huh? because uh, cybersecurity um, is like the, um, the the tortoise and the hare. Um, the uh, the bad guys are uh, are not passive as well, and um, um, the um, well the the problems pop up everywhere, and we have to to develop new solutions, and that's probably true for the ethical, legal, and societal impacts of of cybersecurity in the same way. And so today is the kickoff meeting. How was that? Uh, I know you're, you're part of the way through it. Uh, how's the energy level? Well, still quite good, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We, we have to, to really kick the work off. Up to this point, we, uh, we just have ambitions and uh, we now have to fill that framework with some concrete actions. What about challenges? Uh, have you thought about this in the next three years? What kind of challenges might you personally have in this, in this endeavor? <laughs> Uh, for the for the um, ELSA ethical legal societal uh, guys, uh, it's always a challenge to to uh, to understand what the technology people do in the same way we expect it from the other way that they not necessarily uh, know from the beginning what they are doing, and to reach a, a common level of understanding to to address uh, the problems that both sides are are working on. Uh, let me ask you this. Many times people say with a project, what are you building? What are you making? Um, how would you answer that question? Because you're not physically making anything. Y yes and no. Huh? Because uh, we are, um, 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 during this, um, through these projects, we make a lot of experience um, with the way that um, um, non-technical requirements are taken up by the research community and it's always a challenge to produce new ideas uh, how to integrate uh, 
this kind of stuff uh, into into the development processes. So it's a it's a learning experience for us as well, and and we're planning at the end of of the project uh, to to have some some guide guidelines for ethically compliant cybersecurity research um, that we hope can help other actors in the field um, to profit from the 36 months that we have worked in Sparta. And you have quite a few partners on this project as well, right? Uh, <laughs> you don't mean the, the 44? Uh, well, I do. You do. Yeah, it's, it's a big big challenge. It's a, it's a very big project, the biggest EU project I've ever worked on. I think the maximum before was some six, seventeen partners, and that was even uh, not easy. Um, so I hope by the end of, of the project, I know at least uh, what what the different acronyms stand for. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest challenge. <laughs> yeah, um, but but in the end, I think um, the question is how how the work is is broken down. I think for for the. Um, work package on responsible innovation that is, is quite manageable. We have four core partners um, uh, that are responsible for, for, for the various aspects there. Um, and we have some mechanisms how to transport the knowledge into the other work packages and to collect the, the, the information, the feedback from, from the work packages back into the responsible research uh, activities. Well, you're taking part in a really cutting-edge project and quite a necessary one as well. So we wish you the best and we will check in from time to time to report on your progress. Okay, thank you. This project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program under grant agreement number 830892.